Pulp-MX Network production. Pulp-MX fans, we're 550-plus shows and counting thanks to your support of our sponsors. Get the Pulp-MX app for iOS and Android today. Save money with discount code PULPMX at BTOsports.com and click the Amazon banner on PULPMX.com for all other online purchases. It's the BTOsports.com Steve Mackles Show, presented by Fox Racing on RacerXOnline.com. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome to the Racer X Podcast presented by Fox Racing. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Fox Racing, foxhead.com. Visit your local authorized Fox dealer. Whatever they've got, uh, bike, whatever you need, they've got it. Uh, Flex Air, 2016 Flex Air gear out now. Head to toe, Fox Racing has you covered. Foxhead.com, like I said. Guy with me on the line, I'm Steve Mathis. The guy with me on the line has uh, worn Fox before and uh, probably wears some Fox now. And... uh, We'll see what he's up to. Multi-time Canadian motocross champion, multi-time snowcross champion, X Games gold medalist, my buddy, Blair Morgan. What's up, Blair? How are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you guys doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's the holidays, so yeah. uh, not too much going on. Yeah, I saw you at, at Regina Motocross National. It's two years ago now, probably, right? I think. Yeah, that mud race. Yeah, dude. How bad was yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. That's weird because this year was probably like the most perfect it's ever been. It was it was awesome. Oh really? So oh, missed a good one. Damn, yeah, yeah, I really should get up there. Yeah, that was that was horrid. Um, all right, so what is going on with Blair Morgan these days? Um, what's new in your life? What's what's the latest? Well, um, actually, some exciting stuff. Uh, kind of working back with Skidoo, like my old sponsor, uh, Bombardier mm-hmm. uh, Recreational Products, and. Uh, they asked me to come aboard and uh, kind of be a bit of a rider coach, I guess, kind of to some of their riders. Right. And, uh, mostly their top rider, Tim Tremblay, which uh, he does moto also. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, their number one guy, and he's had some injuries and stuff in the past, and just kind of searching, uh, basically searching uh, for something for Tucker Hibbert, really. Tucker Hibbert's been just kind of killing he's it. He's still the guy, so, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's the number one guy. And, yeah. Uh, I think everyone's getting sick of him winning and everything. So, <laughs> so that's a, yeah, so maybe some of my knowledge and some of my experience that I have helping mm-hmm. these uh, younger guys. And so how's it going so far? Um, pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Tim has had some pretty bad injuries uh, with his knee before. He broke it really badly, and uh, so we met up with him in the spring and kind of got that sorted, doing some things that I used to do you mm-hmm. know, for training and preparedness and uh <clears throat> Yeah, it's been pretty pretty good. Uh, the last race, he won a final um, in Fargo, North Dakota. So nice. He's sitting in third in the points, not too far off the lead. So yeah, I think things are going to be going to be good once uh, the season starts again here in January. And how do you yourself? I know you didn't do much with moto or, or snowcross or anything else. How do you like getting back at the races? And, and you know, obviously, um, you're still a competitive dude, I'm sure. So how's it being back and, and watching now instead of like uh, actually being able to take it into your own hands? Yeah, it's nice to be back, actually. You know, mm-hmm. it's been quite a while. I've been to some of the motocross races, but not really to a big, like, national snowcross event. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's been nice 
see all the fans and uh, all the people I used to, you know, some of the old faces that you see. It's kind of nice visiting sure. with everybody. And, right. uh, yeah, it's definitely a different perspective for sure, you know, being there, um, not as a racer and competitor. So, um, mm-hmm. But it is still nice to be involved with, you know, obviously kind of seeing how your guy does. And if he does well, you know, it feels good. And if he's right. doing so good, it's not so good. You kind of get bummed out. And so it's kind of cool. Like, it's really, it's actually a different kind of excitement, I guess you could say. Right. Now, uh, since you got hurt, I got to be honest, I, I don't follow Snowcross anymore. I did, though, because I know you, you were friends, and I followed Snowcross and followed your success and kind of asked some dudes here and there about the series and the rules and different things. And I, I, I'm, So I'm out of the loop. How's, what's the state of Snowcross now in 2015 going on 2016? It's you know, it's kind of basically just a more polished show, really. You know, mm-hmm. it's, um, um, when I was racing and stuff, we used to have, like, hay bales and stuff for corners and okay. markers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, they have, like, top blocks and all the cool stuff now. And uh, it's kind of almost like Supercross. It's like a show now, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, everything looks good. And, you know, um, obviously, the differences of social media stuff. And, you know, it's just like motocross has kind of progressed right. technology-wise. But uh, as a race, is go yeah it's uh, it's pretty tough these days with the warmer weather sure just even to have events like the last one we had there fargo uh you know it was above freezing the whole time the pits were all mud and um the track was like shrinking as the day was going <laughs> on and uh, yeah. it was it was pretty uh, pretty tight but uh hopefully after the christmas here and the new year it, we get some better tracks and but yeah. as is you know the show and event. Yeah, it's definitely awesome. You know, it's, uh-huh. it's quite uh, it's quite the show now. You know, they definitely added a few things and all the pros kind of. I think a little more professional. Lot, the teams are bigger and stuff. So yeah, it's definitely progressed. And then how's the money? Uh, is are those guys still making good money like you were back in the day? Or um, I'm not even really sure on that. I think yeah. things are a bit tighter. Right. You know, obviously with economy kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. You know, um, I'm not even 100% sure. Yeah, I right. know Tucker does probably pretty good, obviously, with his monster deal and everything. Yeah, like that. yeah. But uh, I think some of the, you know, if you're outside of the top maybe 5 to 10, you yeah. know, I don't think it's too good, you know, just like Moto now. So yeah. I think it's definitely tightening up. In your heyday, you made a lot more money snowcross than you ever did Moto. Or was there a Moto year where you came close? Um, No, you know... Sometimes the moto years were good, like um, when I was, you know, battling with JSR and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to block the team and stuff, and then I went to my own Yamaha team, which was pretty good, yep, um, money wise. But you know, the moto or the snowcross is always kind of a more of a worldwide thing, so sure. a lot more U.S. sponsors and um, you know U.S. events. Obviously, the money is bigger, mm-hmm. so just like the exchange rate was back then. Yeah, really, right. <laughs> That's yeah. a good point. So obviously winning like something like X Games and stuff was a really big deal. Right. Like kind of like the Olympics of uh, of motorsports. So yeah. that was always the big one to get. And uh, so yeah, definitely snowcross is definitely a bigger contract and just bigger everything. I yeah. think it's like probably moto was only like ten percent of what I was making with snowcross. Yeah. Uh, the uh, have the snowcross jumps gotten any bigger? Are they getting a little gnarlier? You know, I like every, so. everything yeah, progresses. I've noticed that. You yeah. Know, like, I watched some of my old videos like a while ago, mm-hmm. and uh, like when I first started racing, and then 
just seeing the stuff those guys are hitting now, but I, the sled technology is so much better. Like, the suspension on those things is, like, you could basically jump off a 10-story building and just be totally fine, like, not even feel it. Like, it's insane how how good they are. They can even, like, just face into another jump after jumping, like, 100 feet, and it's, like, nothing to them. So it's, uh, it's I think... Even with the moto, I think I've noticed too. Like every guy, everyone's like over jumping triples and stuff, and it's right. not even a big deal. Suspension's a lot better now. Yeah, so the sleds have advanced a little bit too, then. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, obviously, there's more to them than like a moto, like a motocross bike. Mm-hmm. So, um, just they can change so many variables with geometries and the rear suspension and and uh, like the front A arms on the on the ski shocks and yeah, yep. everything's a lot better for sure. I wonder if the sleds will ever get to a point where, like, a car where, you know, like in the F1s or, or carts where you can make uh, on-track adjustments by the bars, you know? I wonder. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Like, I know, I think on, like, some, like, even, like, the trail models of, like, Skidoo's line. Yeah, yeah. Just the suspension from the handlebars. So Right, right. So, I, I know, well, obviously, we had, like, um, different ignition switches and stuff. Sure, yeah. Starts and that, yeah. So. But yeah, it, that would be something for sure. Like, uh, yeah, definitely because it's kind of more, more sled, you know, than rider. Like, mm-hmm. in, like more motocross is like basically all rider, and yeah, you know, obviously you need a good bike. But it's more important, I think, just like in car racing where you need yeah. a good machine that's for sure. Um, the nitro circus thing I just went to, they had a guy, a sled guy, doing backflip, just insane on a sled, in an arena. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. Quite the thing to uh, be doing backflips dude, on for sure. Right? Big machine. <laughs> um, um, as far as uh, the X Games, there's no longer snowcross in, in, in Winter X, right? Uh, this year there is, yeah. Oh, they're back? Still okay. Cross, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, for sure this year. Uh, I'm not sure in the future, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they went away for a little bit, right? Things are going to happen um, with like X Games kind of things, so I'm not sure. I know I've heard the same. I think I've heard some of the same things. But they, but yeah. Snowcross went away from X Games for a little bit, right? I think they did for one or two years. Oh, was that it? Okay. And they came back, yeah. Yeah, it's huge. It's uh, it's huge, I think right? It's just boring watching Tucker win the race. All the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's huge though for the sport to be in X Games. It's like yeah, well, yeah. definitely. It was like the sponsors. Yeah, we're more interested in you winning that than like at a championship for sure. I know. I think it's kind of like that in moto a little bit too. When when it was there, you know, some sponsors that's what they that's what they cared about. That was it. Yeah, more like not like the core industry sponsors, mm-hmm. but like some other sponsors for sure. Right. Now you're back home in Saskatchewan, uh, born and raised there. You've never really strayed too far from there, um, but you're still getting out. You're still active, huh? You still ride a sled a lot. Yeah, I was actually just out uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have much snow right now, but uh, I got a new machine from Skidoo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an 800, so it's super fast. My arms are actually sore because I think pulls so hard, Jeez. so fast. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's insane. So yeah, it's it's fun. Uh, fun. Oh, for sure, I need to get out. I also have a like a Can-Am Maverick that I'm out all the time on the summertime. Yeah. And, uh, so like an awesome side by side and. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely definitely a moto head. I need to need that speed and just to get outside. Like I, you know, I never was the one to be hanging out inside all the time. I was always outdoors. So do you do you have to do you have a little bit different mindset? I mean, you have to, right? Like, there's got to be sometimes where a guy like you, you know, as great as you were on a dirt bike and on a snow snowmobile, now you know that you can't 
uh, walk, you got to be like, hey, I, I want to do this, but maybe not. Or do you still, is it still just kind of balls out a little bit? <laughs> no, definitely question everything I okay. do. Um, yeah. Even like on the sled, like I can, I, if, I, if I crash and like hurt my arms, I'd be totally screwed. Right. Like, that's, like those are my legs now. You know, I've even uh, dropped like the barbecue door on my fingers once <laughs> and I was like screwed for like a week. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Move properly. And, sure. And, uh, um, so, yeah, definitely, you know, and also the kids, you know, right, right. on you. I have my two kids here, and uh, so, you know, I'm always kind of... Okay, so you're... They're always first. To, yeah, so when you're out there, first. when you're out there, you're like, hey, I could hit this, or I could do that, but... Yeah, exactly. I could, like, go faster through here, but maybe I shouldn't. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's got to be something where, you know, I mean, for whatever, 25, 30 years, you, your mindset was just, yeah, I'm gonna pin it you know what yeah I mean? <laughs> oh, definitely i think that comes with age too right where, but when you're young you just like oh whatever i'm just gonna yeah this. No, no consequences right? So, right, right um yeah now it's just like okay if this happens i won't be able to uh you know take my kids to soccer <laughs> yeah it's good to see that you can still do that and have fun though you know what i mean well, like, yeah you know like, you can just back it down a little yeah. bit you know, i don't need to be full on you know, doing motos on my mm-hmm. track or anything and, and race still. You know, yep. it's, I did that for long enough. Kind of got that out of my system anyway, so it's kind of nice. Do you take the side-by-side out on, like, a track? Do you have a little track? or? I do, but I like mostly, you know, just hitting the fast trails right. and, like, looped-out trails and, uh-huh. and uh, going out in the water and mud and stuff like that. So, you know, I've been just doing different things these days you know yeah moto and snowcross through my life for like 20 years and, right uh, it's kind of nice to do something different and you still get a little bit of thrill from it right or do you is it i mean you ha- would have oh, to definitely yeah, yeah oh, for sure go right. out with a bunch of buddies and sure and uh especially like riding sleds the, the things are insanely fast like, yeah i was doing like 105 miles an hour and like <laughs> probably like an eighth of a mile like the thing yeah, yeah. fast and uh you know and uh and going over like this rolly hills and stuff and you know i don't need to be hitting triples or anything like that to get right. drills anymore the uh, adaptive x games thing on a bike um do you see much of it do you follow much of it like henry doug henry was doing it i don't think they have it anymore but they did is that did you ever think about trying to do that get a cage and get on a dirt bike um yeah that was you know uh, Obviously, you know, the adaptive snowcross too at the X Games, they've always asked me to do that. And, okay. You know, it's just like what I said, you know, I, I was doing it for like 20 years. Yep. And uh, even like when I first got hurt and I was in the hospital, they wanted me to do like Paralympic stuff, like wheelchair racing and all this sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I you know, definitely like, yeah, like I said, 20 years of it. And right. I don't need to compete anymore. I don't really need to prove myself. No. So. Um, the adaptive thing looks fun, but you're going against guys like the guy wins. He is um, he lost his foot or something. Like, yeah, so it's not to compete against somebody like that. I know. Uh, you, know you hate to make fun of everything. Fine. Yeah, you hate to make fun of a guy for losing a foot because that does suck. But you know, come on. Yeah, exactly. Like and I'm a pretty high paraplegic too, so I have a lot of, like no trunk balance or anything like mm-hmm. that. So. Somebody like even like Doug Henry he has a lot more mobility than I do. So. Oh, does he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So it's tough, and, and and like I said before, like I can't get hurt, like I yeah. can't hurt my arms or anything, or even like you can still break your neck and be a quadriplegic. So, you know, well, it's just there's so many variables. Or you, you know, know it's, it's, I don't need to do anything. We like just that. had that Japanese freestyle guy. He was paralyzed. Did you see that? He just passed away. 
um, he was doing a freestyle trick and he went in a foam pit and the foam pit caught fire, which just happens, you know, and yeah. he's, and he's paralyzed. And I, I guess maybe he was by himself. I don't know, but he died. And you're just oh, like, right. You know, well, you're like, thing too. yeah, you can still die too. Like not even, yeah. yourself. well, I mean, yeah. you know, like his, his foam pit caught on fire and he couldn't get out. Yeah. Of it. Well, there's certain things that you don't see or yeah. prepare for, you know? Yeah. I'll be honest, like, I came on the Pulp Show, and I was talking about Adaptive X Games when a couple years ago, and I was saying, like, I don't, I was saying, like, I'm not that comfortable with that. Like, I don't really, I don't think that that's awesome. And I got, I took some heat from it, because, hey, you want to live your life, you want to do whatever you can. But to me, I'm just like, I almost, it's almost like a car wreck to me. Like, I don't want to watch. I just, I know I'm a little bit alone in that, but I I just, it's kind of, I don't know, man. Like, it just did something to me where I got squeamish, where I'm like, I don't want to see any of these dudes get hurt anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit like that, too, you know? Um, obviously, with me, you know, I, I had a full career of racing. Yeah. But, you know, maybe a younger guy that didn't quite get, you know, the limelight or, you know, mm-hmm. his career off the ground to be able to do something like that, that's fine and great. Yep. But uh, for somebody like me, like I said, yeah, like, I could still even injure myself further, so... Um, you know, and then I could injure myself and not even know it. And yeah, yeah. so many different variables, and I'm you know I'm fine with just watching. Hey, you uh, you broke your you broke your leg, right? Uh, yeah. Broke, or maybe both of them that year when you hit the finish line in Nanaimo. Um, yeah. Does that and, and I think did you break your wrist too one year? I think. Why do I remember seeing uh, you? Yeah, like a long time ago. Okay. Um, does any of that stuff bother you? I mean, obviously the leg, maybe not, but you, do you have to keep an eye on that kind of stuff? Um, or is it, is it um, any year old injuries? Weird because I can still feel the screws in my leg and knee. Okay. Um, when I broke my tibia. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, and I have, like, screws in my fingers still. And, you know, I've had, like, I think I've had, like, eight or nine surgeries and mm-hmm. broken bones and stuff my whole career. And um, One thing that bugs me a bit is I did some rotator cuff damage in my shoulder. So, obviously, that kind of plays into a lot of my everyday movement and, uh, so I got to be a bit careful with that, and uh, mm-hmm. but other than that, the leg stuff, yeah, I definitely, I got really damaged my ankle really, really bad in that Nanaimo crash, yeah, and, uh, because I dislocated my foot, right, right, kind of right off, so yeah, um, that was really actually getting to be a bother thing right before I got hurt. So um, I was even talking to people about getting like ankle replacement and stuff like that. Oh wow, okay, yeah, because it was that bad, yeah, and uh, so obviously I don't need. To worry about that anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's good, right? Um, yeah. The uh, um, you, look, you're one of the most humble guys I know. You're one of the most ordinary guys I know, and, and take that as a compliment. Um, but you've done some incredible things, whether it's CX Games gold medals, snowcross championships, moto championships. Um, you, you had some good U.S. moto finishes as well. Plenty of those. Do you still get a little? Do people still, you know? want to talk to you and want to meet you and, and, you know, get autographs and stuff like that? Is it still kind of, I mean, I, I know you probably got your group of buddies that don't really care what you did. They just all razz on you anyways. But um, are you, you know, do you think about what you've done and you're accomplished and, and, and people still recognize it? Yeah, well, obviously being back at these snowcross races, you have definitely tons of people coming up to me and, and, uh, and uh, you know, old fans and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, I still get the odd, like, even, like, in the airport in Minneapolis. You know, okay. This family yep. come over and, like, oh, used to watch you, you know, when I was young. It's kind of funny because I've seen a few guys who come up and they have old pictures of them getting photos with me 
like seven, eight years ago, and they're just little kids, and yeah. now they're like full on, they're like adults now, so yeah. to see the difference in the kids, and they're like, oh, I haven't seen you in so long, and so, um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's kind of cool seeing that, um, oh, yeah, cool. I definitely you know? recognize once in a while here and there, cool. obviously, it's, I'm easy to pick out now, so yeah, yeah. I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like, uh, yeah, I, I've met... An, an, I'm, the reason I say that is because I've met people over the years, and it's been years, but every so often, hey, I'm from Canada, hey, I listen to your show, hey, do you know Blair Morgan? Hey, that guy's awesome. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, I know Blair, like, yeah, good friends with him. Like, and, I'll, and I'll always walk away from these people, whether they're at the moto races or, you know, family friends or, you know, people who may not know that much about moto or whatever. I'll walk away from these people always going like, Fuck, like Blair Morgan, like he's he's a big deal. Like I, I you know, I, we're friends, so I don't really think of it that way. But so I walk away, and I'm like, ah, oh, man, I hope I hope people still remember Blair, and they do. Like I get this every now and then, so that's good. That's that's what I wanted to say. Yeah, no, it's been really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, like just yeah, obviously, I think with the X Games was like the biggest thing because I've even been like when I was in Florida once, we we're at like a Chili's like in Tallahassee, <laughs> and kind of like middle of nowhere kind of right. thing. And this guy, like the waiter, was like, "Hey, you're Blair Morgan." And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, how do you know who I am?" Like, this is Ricky Carmichael's hometown. Like, what the heck's going on? And right. I'm like, oh yeah, the races were just on the. We watch TV all the time. Watch that snowcross stuff. So that's cool. Oh, that's so, yeah. Was, yeah, stuff like that. Where I hear people like they're down in the Bahamas or something. They're watching the mm-hmm. snowcross. You know, I think it's more of a worldwide thing for sure. Yeah, like some people, I expect to talk to me about uh, Chad Reed or James Stewart or, or, or Ferry or somebody, and then they bring out a Blair Morgan reference, and I'm like, oh yeah, 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 Blair Morgan. Yeah, he's a bad dude. And then they're like, yeah, he, the guy was awesome, and and you know whatever. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, all right, yeah, cool. And then I'll be like, ah, that's good to see the people. Haven't forgotten about Blair Morgan. Now again, like yeah. everyday life, your kids and your buddies don't care, but it's cool. So <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. Even like my son, like he's uh, like in his cause some of his classmates, and now he's in high school. So he's like, your your dad's Blair Morgan, isn't he? And <laughs> your kid, oh, your kid's in high school. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh my he got god, learner's license like a couple weeks ago too. Oh, bro, I feel like killing myself now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I turned forty in October. So yeah, no, I'm forty one. So yeah. Um, Jeez, yeah, okay, right. I guess that that's how time works. Where your kid, yeah, where, exactly. where Blair yeah, Morgan's yeah, kid is in high school now. Um, any interest in getting back into moto at all? Uh, you know, you're our buddy JSR, uh, running the KTM Canada team now, and like you said, you went to the Regina National last year. Like, do you have any interest in taking more of uh, of an active role in that, or or or? Um, you know, I've always thought about that. Obviously, I've had uh, offers. You know to run race teams, yeah. like manager-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much motocross, but with the snowcross. But I'm kind of just feeling myself out with this. I kind of like the idea of like kind of just working one-on-one with a racer, yep. um, like a rider coach, you know, somebody like that. Um, but, you know, I don't think I would be in management material. Like, I don't want to be booking hotels and flights <laughs> for kids and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think I kind of... I like more like corporate stuff. Maybe be more involved with like Bombardier um, and Skidoo. Mm-hmm. And uh, but uh, manager-wise, not really. But yeah. Even, you know, with the motos, you know, I still keep in touch with Colton quite a bit. And, right. And uh, JSR here and there. And uh, so, you know, but no, nah, you know, I had a guy. Um, I think yeah. I had a guy that uh, was connected to Colton, knew him pretty well, and told me one time that you were a huge reason 
why Colton became the rider he was. Because, you know, before he went to Blackfoot, he was talented. He's always talented, obviously. But he had a terrible year on that Richmond Cowie team. There were people saying that he was throwing his towel and he was quitting. He was complaining about the bikes. Like, there's a lot of off-track stuff and character flaws, let's say, that were perceived in Colton Fasciati. Whether they were there or not, I don't know. But there was a lot of times people were like, is this kid ever going to figure it out? So Blackfoot hires him, and then this person told me, like, you just said, hey, Colton, this is how you do it. This is, this is where we're staying. This is where we're practicing. This is what we're going to do. Um, you know, let's talk about the tri- – you know, let's focus on the race and everything else. This guy told, gave, me a, gave you a lot of credit for sort of showing Blair, like, this is how a professional acts. Um, I don't know. Obviously, you don't want to take credit for that yourself, but you, you, you know, you know what this guy's talking about. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, that's why Colton calls me Uncle Blair. Um, <laughs> I kind of took care of him for uh, uh-huh. years at Blackfoot, definitely. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously, it just shows how much of a mental game the motocross is. You know, he obviously was really questioning his abilities and just, you know, some people were telling mm-hmm. him this and that, and he was listening to them and. Um, you know, I know Blackfoot gets not the credit it deserves, you know. They kind of were pretty closed doors on a lot of stuff, but they were very, very professional. And, uh, you know, once you're in that inner group of people in that on that team, you know, mm-hmm. it, it worked really well. And uh, But, yeah, no, Colton was, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit lost. And, right. Uh, I think uh, me and JSR, obviously JSR had a huge part of it too, I think, mostly. And, uh, you know, I just kind of... We were kind of older veteran guys, you know. We went to bed early, you know. We did everything right. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe he sees like that was the stuff that he was missing, and and obviously, yeah. Like I used to just whatever, take care of all this stuff. Like <laughs> the guy's a worse rental car driver, and he just gets lost all the time. So obviously, I took, had to drive him everywhere, and then we we shared hotel rooms and made sure he went to bed early. And yeah, that's the uh, kind of stuff you know, like that. Not yeah. around too much, and let's just focus on this and that, and yeah, and being at the races, and as I was always kind of watching his back on the track, even you know, like just uh, yeah, I think yeah, definitely not knowing it at the time I was doing it, but maybe now you know, yeah. take a little bit of credit for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start getting a percentage of his winnings, maybe Blair. Yeah, I think so. I should have roomed uh, some contracts up back then. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> doubt, huh? Hey, um, how much do you? Uh, how much do you like think about your sort of your lot in life? And I, I don't mean this in like a, um, a bad way or anything else, but you know, just kind of like, you know, you got hurt. It was near the end of your career and let's face it. It's, it sucks. It wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Do you, how's the mental aspect of this? I guess there's no real easy way, easy way for me to ask you this, but how, how are you doing that way? You know? Yeah. It's always question that you how running around in your mind is yeah i hope you're not offended i asked it. it yeah i hope you you're know, not offended that it. that i asked it right you're, you're good that yeah, I asked. you okay. know it's, okay. uh, it's always something you think of is it worth it and was it worth being able not to walk ever again so yeah i've oh. always kind of been like it was worth it because when you're laying on your deathbed uh, mm-hmm. looking back in your life you would definitely say it was worth it but at the, maybe at the moment you don't think right. so and some days it's fine you know and and after, like, it's been seven years now, it's right. been easier, a lot easier now. Oh, is it? You know, okay. You just, yeah. used, you just get used to it, you know. Yeah. And I, yeah. I can do pretty much everything that most people do. I probably do more than most people do, <laughs> you know, right. that can walk. And yeah. so I don't feel too bad, you know. And it's kind of only thing that really annoys me is when people come and uh, and just say they feel so sorry for you and stuff like that. And then I'm like, 
really? Like, I kind of yeah. feel sorry for you. You kind of haven't done anything in your life. <laughs> right. You really want to get into this, but I, yeah, I just kind of, yeah. he's a nice guy about it. And, and right. And I go with it. But that's the only thing that kind of annoys me a bit, that people feel sorry for Oh, me. okay. Obviously, you, you shouldn't because you know, I've had an awesome life, obviously, and uh, yeah. career, and, you know, and it's, everything's been going pretty good. Other yeah, other days where you it still gets bums you out. Or are you okay? Like, does it just not even cross your mind anymore? And you're just like, this is the new this is the new reality. Yeah, I think as time goes on, it, mm-hmm. it gets a lot easier. You know, maybe at the very beginning, you know, it, it was really bummed out because you can remember what it was like, you know, to go run or do whatever. But right. uh, but now it's you know, it's, I'm just I can do pretty much everything I did before. Right. You know? There wasn't, there wasn't too much that I don't do anymore other than jog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't jog either, so it's all right, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you don't jog either, so we're in the same boat. Um, do you think about the crash at all? Or did you for a long time think about the, you know, obviously, look, you were a world-class motocross rider. So Dragonback, uh, Montreal Supercross. And you've done Dragonbacks 100,000 times. Maybe not that much, but whatever. And, you know, like I said, you've had all the skill in the world. You're not some sea rider that tried some stupid jump it was something that uh you know you you're more than capable of doing lap after lap after lap do you did you think about that for a long time um i did because it was such a silly crash right you know, it wasn't even a big one um that's maybe what i think about but it's uh, it's just consequences i guess mm-hmm. what happened like basically i kind of my bar hit me in the chin and knocked me out while i was still on the bike so when i fell off i was out so i didn't know i couldn't control the crash right so oh, okay um that's what happened you were just so, yeah you were just a ragdoll like only like i didn't even have a scratch or a bruise on me other than a bit of a cut on my chin where my i think my brake uh reservoir smacked me in the chin because i kind of the back end broke out a little bit mm-hmm. off the face and it just slammed my chin into the bars and knocked me out so and i just felt basically i just fell off the side of the bike so yeah yeah, just yeah, it was one of those. Silly, you know, I've right. obviously had like fifth gear cartwheels, you know, that you walk away from. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's just the way things go. Yeah, it's the same thing. I've had these horrendous crashes where you just get up and you're like, wow, huh, okay. And then you tip over in a turn and break your arm or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's one of those one of those deals. Um, Blair Morgan, uh, X Games gold medalist, uh, multi time Canadian motocross champion and snowcross champion on the Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Let's take this commercial break. Listen to this uh, commercial from Race Tech Suspension. Uh, Pulp MX 15, 2015 saves you money at Race Tech. They now have a bang job up of uh, doing a bang a job up of a uh, motor department and uh, they got suspension as well. And then, of course, Michelin Starcross 5 tire, brand new Michelin motorcycle tire, uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com. You used Michelin's, didn't you, Blair? Didn't you guys use yeah, Michelin? Definitely had Michelin. I love them, dude. Well, they got this new Starcross Five, and if you were riding, you would love this thing. So, <laughs> for sure, I would. Uh, all right, listen to this commercial break. We'll be right back with Blair Morgan. Hey, thanks for listening to the VTOSports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Race Tech people, Racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years, supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension to everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Race Tech. Trust me on this. There's more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, and probably 82.7% of you people listening to this podcast need some sort of suspension work, whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love, whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and or speed, 
or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something something uh, on your bike needs attention for Racetech. I guarantee you. Freeze, Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Racetech, Privateer Proven. They work with uh, Ben LeMay also. They're back with Ben LeMay. And uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10%? At uh, Racetech, go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com. And they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is it a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And what's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage, and normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit, but this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage, so uh, it was a lot better for me you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire they cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out, the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back on the, on the uh, Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing with Blair Morgan. So, yeah, it sounds like everything's going good. Uh, you know, I did a, a podcast with this guy named Dave Manson. And I do this hockey podcast like we've talked about. And Dave Manson it played 1,100 games in the league, an all-star a couple times, great defenseman, nasty guy, like just uh, one, of, one of the uh, toughest dudes around for, for many, many years. Somehow we got talking and he told me that Blair Morgan is his hero. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I think that's why it made me talk, bring that question up earlier because a guy like Dave Manson was like, ah, oh, do you know Blair Morgan? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, that guy's awesome. He's my hero. So, <laughs> yeah, there you yeah, go. No, yeah, no, Dave, yeah, he's from the uh, same hometown here. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, um, I think, a bit connected because of uh, my buddy Landon. Um, his dad was the coach of the WHL team for mm-hmm. Albert Raiders when Manson was on the Raiders. So mm-hmm. um, I grew up knowing him and obviously following his career and stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just a hockey town here. So yeah. I think hockey is big news. Did you did you always, like you You always, I remember Fernet and I were laughing about this, Jason Fernet, our mutual friend, by the way. Uh, we, we would laugh at you because 
not really at you, but we'd like, yeah, Blair cannot get out of Saskatchewan because you would go back to PA, Prince Albert, um, all the time. Um, and you, I remember one time we were in U.S. racing a Supercross, and you're like, you know what? I'm not going to the next round. I'm going home. I just, I've been on the road for a long time. I'm going home. And we'd be like, man, Morgan just cannot get. Up. He just loves Saskatchewan. He cannot leave. <laughs> and um, uh, so yeah, you, you just so when all through your racing career, your moto career, your snowcross career, you just called that home, huh? Like never thought to leave or go somewhere or go to a bigger city or anything, right? Yeah, you know, I've, I, yeah, I think I'd get too distracted if I was going, like, living in Southern California or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then hearing about, well, even just being down there, you know, and training and having to, like, drive an hour here, drive an hour there, and and then ride a little bit, and then the whole day is wasted, whereas here, I just, I have a track in my backyard and um, eating and it, and in the wintertime, it's yeah. a snowcross track, too. So right. You just love it. it I'm, yeah, it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I'm not... Yeah. yeah. It's kind of... People think it's lame or whatever, but it obviously it worked. Um, no, I don't think it's lame, it's, Blair. It's kind of more centralized, too. Yeah. Like, you know, we're we're out in the West Coast or whatever, and then when you're in the East Coast, too, and it's not, like, too far to travel from, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it worked out well, especially for the snowcross, too, because a lot of people... Like even that live in Minnesota and like the central midwestern U.S. There, um, there's no snow on the ground, and then they don't even practice during the week. Like, yeah, it's yeah. really yeah. odd. So, where I'm busting motos out every day here on my track, and there's snow everywhere, and so you know it's. Right. No, I'm not. Yeah, it, it worked out well. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's lame. I'm saying I admire that. <laughs> like, it's just you've never, you've always loved it. You've never strayed from it. You always go back to it, and that's cool. But like for me. If I go back to Canada, I don't think I'm moving to Winnipeg, you know, where I'm born and raised. You know what I mean? I think I want to go to Vancouver or Calgary or somewhere cool. Well, don't get me wrong. I'd, I'd rather be living, like, uh, in Orlando or something right now, obviously, because <laughs> I'm not racing or anything, and warm weather, and I'm freezing cold here. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, and now the kids are kind of settled in in school sure. and stuff here, yeah. so it's tough to get away. And uh, um, that was always the thing, too. I've always right. had a lot of family here um, nearby, and... Uh, yeah, it was just home. It just worked. You know, I, I just sometimes I didn't like life on the road because it was you know always eating out at mm-hmm. restaurants and you know not eating the healthiest and then just uh, you know just it was a pain in the ass to go riding somewhere and and we're here so easy. It was yeah, yeah. everything was so convenient. Maybe that's what it was the convenience of it. Yeah, and like you said, you, you know, right out your back door, you can go snow crossing, dirt biking, whatever. Um, yeah, exactly. What was your best season looking back in Canadian moto? Like, what was your year? There were some great years for you, and you and JSR for a couple years just went at it. But is there a year that stands out for you that, like, even early on, like when you were on Cowie still, you dominated a couple of seasons, you know? Um, but is there a year that stands out for you? Um, yeah, definitely the Kawasaki years, like yep. late 90s, like 97. Yeah. 98, 99, that's like when I won all my championships, and I think I almost did a perfect season on my 125. Yep. One of those years, I think I got like a second one moto, but I won like all the other motos, so, mm-hmm. um, and won most of the 250 motos. Like I pretty much almost won every race. Right. Those years, but, uh, uh, but I think like, because JSR wasn't racing them, so it was kind of, you know, did you, you always knew there was this, the yeah. champion was. Right, yeah. right, yep. So, that oh. One oh two seasons when we were battling on where I'm the Honda's at Blackfoot. Mm-hmm. I think those stood out as like the best years 
for sure. Um, those were really fun years, and uh, you know we're going back and forth. And he he won the championship uh, narrowly over me. So mm-hmm. so I think that was like the more true like fulfilling years for sure. And and also too like one of those years or maybe a couple of them, Damon Huffman was your teammate. Um, no, no, Damon was oh, after. Damon was after like, when you went to, when Yamaha? went to Yamaha. Okay, when yep. you went to Yamaha. All right, I was going to say. I had Mike Craig as a teammate. <laughs> how was <laughs> how was that? <laughs> it was uh, it was awesome. You know, we got along really well, and uh, and uh, yeah, we actually shared like hotel rooms and stuff. And uh, nothing kind of weird happened around because I don't think he had a driver's license. And uh, <laughs> nothing and, weird uh, happened. So it, was, it was really entertaining, but he's you know, he's a good guy. Yeah, sure. he's maybe done some things oh. a little iffy, but uh, we got along really well actually. There's a. Uh... It seems like the industry down here. Everyone's got a Mike Craig story. Everyone's got one. So, yeah. um, and then uh, as far as the U.S. races, are there a couple? I know you did really well at Steel City. I think you did pretty good at Millville. I know there was a main, some main events in there that you did all right. Was there a couple U.S. races that stand out for you in your career? Well, obviously the U.S. Open in '01 when I won that first year in yep. the four-stroke race. So uh, that was awesome no wait no no wait you won the second year because the first year was kelly smith and steve mathis oh okay okay so then the next year we came there at the number one plate we were the man and then you won (laughs) that's right you know and what made the whole weekend was i got first pick on the on the start gate I think that's what helped the whole weekend (laughs) Um, remember it was like a tight yeah it was a left yeah the inside gate though yeah yeah all weekend no, I, I remember that. And went away. Yeah. No, I know. I remember. Yeah, because again, we were the defending champions. You were. You were that's not. Right. Okay. Yeah, it was the second year for four. for right. four, And the four stroke was like the special. I know, huh? So the U.S. Okay, so you know what? I never even thought of that. So the U.S. Open win. I remember yeah, it now, but I, and then yeah. that Steel City race is really good because I think I got. Um, Did you go six? Seven six moto, seven seven yeah. nine six something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It was really so good. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, it was battling with. Uh, I think like Sean Hamblin and uh, mm-hmm. I'm not sure who else at the time. Yeah, but yeah. Ricky was there. I didn't get lapped by Ricky, which would be that was pretty awesome feat in itself. <laughs> I know, right? Usually, I think he lapped almost everybody. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was a really good race for you for sure. I remember that. And yeah, it was O two. Do you ever do you ever regret? I mean, you don't have any regrets now at this point, but like you never took a full shot at the US and you probably could have done pretty well. I mean again, we just talked about your Steel City race. You kind of dabbled, you know, you did some supers, did some nationals here and there, whatever worked out for you, but do you ever regret not just maybe spending some of your own money and chasing it one year? I do actually. Yeah. Because uh, that was kind of like my dream when I was growing up was to be like Yeah. Um, someone down in the US racing motocross and supercross and uh you know, the snow cross thing kind of came into play there and uh, kind of distracted me from right. my dream. But uh, I kind of do um, wish I was able to do a full season down there. Um, you know, I think I could have been like a top five, top ten kind of guy. So Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, definitely. I definitely look back at that and, uh, and, and, and always wonder. Right. What's your favorite Jason Fournette story? Oh, I know. So many. Like it's, Dude, it's, I, I've, uh, I've, I've it's been got a while. A... You know, I haven't. Uh, I haven't really. Because uh, we hung out a little about bit. It really, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Well, also too, like I've got a couple, but I can't share them on in public. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot I can't share, <laughs> but uh, 
Some of them are funny. Well, obviously, I traveled with them to some of the supercrosses. And I know. Probably the funniest thing is when he used to, like, we used to, like, stay at some people's houses and stuff, like friends is, and he would just go on about stories about... Where he's uh, yeah, basically a uh, club and baby seals, and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and then like, they offered like hot dogs, and oh, I've never had a hot dog before. <laughs> it's really funny. Just, yeah, just, just acting like he was just from this native Inuit or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the dog sled team that brought me to the border. Uh, were you? You know, I think you were with us in Daytona. When he was doing a wristwatch where he would pull out his unit and put it around his wrist and show girls. I, I don't know if you were there, but I thought I so. know. I've never been to Daytona. So oh, okay. I thought you were there. It was, a, it was a shit show, Blair. It was not good. I can, yeah. I, I've, yeah, I've definitely <laughs> seen him uh, definitely getting a little silly. How much, uh, we'll wrap this thing up here. Uh, the uh, Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing with the great Blair Morgan on the line. How much do you watch the YouTube video of me beating you in Saskatoon, do you do you? And that's got to be a huge regret for you, also. I don't watch it so much now, but back in the day, because I have <laughs> that was like my video that was shot. So I used to watch it back in the day. Uh, just loathe you the whole time. I always tell way to take you out sometimes. I always tell the story like I would go to Saskatchewan and I was I was a decent rider, and I would beat you. And you're younger than me, so whatever. I would I remember. I beat you, I beat you, whatever. I know this Blair Morgan guy, and but he's not that good. And so- Sorensen and Vic Stewart and whatever. And I came back, and I tell the story to a few people. That I, come, I come back one year, and I don't know what happened, but you got really fast. I don't know if you went to California. I don't know what happened, if you grew more. But there was, this, there was a winner there where I showed up, and I never even saw you at the opening round. Like, it was see you later. And I was like, oh. Blair Morgan has gotten really fast. And that was probably the end of where you went up and I just continued down. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You know, I was always a late bloomer, you know, uh, maturity-wise. And, yeah, I was little. Even when I was, like, 16, I was just little. So uh-huh. I think I kind of grew over, like, one winter. And, and uh, yeah, it was almost like a light switch. Everything just kind of clicked into place one year. And, uh, yeah. Like... Yeah, it just kind of took off from there. And, uh, yeah, one, like, a... 250 intermediate at the time uh-huh. uh, national championship and yeah it was just from there on it just went up and up so yeah it was been yeah it was like yeah one i think it, it was probably when you stuffed me just made me realize <laughs> that i need to step it up here <laughs> that these big boys Dude. you know back me around I, well, I was i was too big for my 80 i'll be honest i was too big. <laughs> yeah you're too big for you know, 500 um yeah i just i like I said, yeah, you just you got really fast, and I was like, "Oh shit, I don't have this dude covered anymore at all." He's see you later. Um, but yeah, like you said, you were kind of always a smaller guy, so maybe yeah, you just grew into it and just got coordinated and got you know got everything together. So I don't yeah, know. Definitely, yeah. I think yeah. Obviously, people you know beating me before pushing me around, and I, yeah. I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> just. Couldn't do it. Well, I want to know that me beating Blair Morgan comes up on the Pulp MX show every couple months. Just want to let you know that. I just remind people. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks uh, Thanks for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Uh, you're going to Star Wars, and I won't ruin it for you, but it's really good. So um, Okay, awesome. Yeah, I've been waiting too long to go. So yeah, I, I, I went I, go early. I went the next day. I went on Friday, and I, just, I went by oh. myself. I couldn't. My wife didn't want to go. I, she was working, and I'm like, all right, I'm going myself like a dork, but it, I went. So, 
Um, thank you for doing this, man. Good luck with the Snowcross um, thing. I know you'll be a success with that. Um, I'm happy to call you a friend of mine, and um, thank you for uh, for doing the podcast, man. I wanted everybody to catch up and see what you were doing and see how things going. And um, appreciate it, Blair. And uh, we'll talk soon, man. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks a lot, and uh, thanks everybody for uh, you know. I haven't. I've been away for a while, but I'm kind of coming back. So don't be shy to come and say hi. Yeah. Cool. No. No doubt about it. Thank you, man. All right. Thank you. Thanks. This has been the BTOSports.com podcast show presented by Fox Racing. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbic is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and McGill was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike I think he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Poland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The beast from the east, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse, you know. And I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to enjoy these and over 500 more great motocross podcasts. The days and the months and the years.